So we're talking about spiritual blessings. That is your position that you have in Christ. That's who you are. That's where you are. You are in Him, and that's where God hath placed you. And that took place the moment you took Him as your Savior. The union determined at the moment of salvation. Remember, death is what? Separation. Sin separates us from God. So when you trusted Christ as your Savior, you now and I, we have been joined together with the Lord. There's a union there, and this union can never be broken. It can never be broken. He said, I'll never leave you, never forsake, never will. He said, because see, Jesus Christ is eternal life. So when you have Christ, you have eternal life. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. So he that believeth in him hath everlasting. You have something. You have life. That's a union that God gives to you. And it says this mortal must be swallowed up of immortality. And uh, this is a verse that we read at the uh, funeral the other day. Uh, the temporal is swallowed up of life. And so Christ, we are in him. That is our union. And it can never be broken. That union can never be broken. You got it at the moment of salvation. Your standing determined at the moment of salvation. This is your position that you have in Christ. The word standing is the word that we usually refer to all of this. That is my position in Christ. That is my standing in Christ. It can never change. Now look at letter A, the little small letter A. These are not experienced by the emotions of the flesh. Your salvation is not experienced by the emotions of the flesh. When I trusted Christ as my Savior, did I cry? Yes, I did. I have seen other people that trust Christ as Savior, and they laugh. Our emotions did not play the part in our salvation. You were not saved because you cried when you went down to the front, or because you sat there and you smiled and you raised your hand. You see, nothing physical went into this salvation. Because that was something that you did as a mental thing between you and God when you put your faith, your trust in Jesus Christ. Now, the external things that you may have done, might vary with different people. But none of the emotions is what saved you. You were not saved because you shed tears. You were not saved because you smiled. You weren't saved because you frowned. Those things can be different for different people, but it has nothing to do with your salvation. Your salvation was, did you or did you not? Did you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior? Yes, you did. Every man is saved exactly the same way. Look at letter B. The walks of the saint do not attain these progressively. There's people who think that as you walk with the Lord and you keep getting better and better and better, then your union gets better with Christ and your position is more secure. But if you ever stop walking, then you lose your position in Christ. You don't go to heaven now. And all that's changed. And this union that you have between you and the Lord is broken. And now you can still go to hell in the future. Because they believe it's progressive. And it gets better and better. But see, that's not taught in the Bible. No man said, well, I was saved five years ago and I've been working on my salvation. And I'm getting better and better and I'm getting it more anchored and more secure and I'm doing the best I can. No, 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 you don't understand it. Your salvation is a one-time deal that takes place the very moment that you accepted Christ as your Savior. Letter C, look at letter C. They are not given on the basis of human merit. In other words, your position that you have in Christ, your salvation has never been determined by any human merits that you have ever done. It's not because you come to church. It's not because you've given money, because you did anything. It's only because you did or did not accept Christ as your Savior. That's the only reason. 
Letter D, these are obtained completely at the moment of salvation. The very moment you trusted the Lord, you were safe and secure and sealed in Jesus Christ, and that can never be changed. Now, these last three things are very important. Because if it wasn't for the divine revelation of the Word of God, you would not know that this spiritual birth ever took place because it's not based upon a feeling. You have faith, in fact, and feeling. Many people think it goes by feeling, and then faith, and then fact. No, no, no. It's faith, and then on, on the facts, and, and then the feeling. So you have to put your faith in the facts, and then the feelings can follow later. And, but your confidence is not in that. It's upon the facts. Just the facts, ma'am. And you read the Bible and you learn the facts and you put your faith in the facts. And then never worry about the feeling because, see, you might feel like you're saved today. But tomorrow you may not feel like it. So are you or are you not based upon your feelings? Well, see, you can't go by your feelings because feelings do what? Feelings change. So you never base your salvation upon an emotional experience that you think you had somewhere. It was, did you or did you not? Intellect, did you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior? Now, if you did, you have eternal life. And God will never cast you out and never lose you. Look at letter E. They are realized only by divine revelation. Because if the Bible didn't tell us these things, because this is known only to God. Because you see your position in Christ, you wouldn't know that you had that if, if the Word of God didn't tell us that. And letter F, they are eternal and never changing. So you're being born into God's family is something that does not change. That is an absolute, that is eternal, it never changes, it's never altered. And that's why I've said before, my salvation in Jesus Christ see, can never be changed or altered by God or me. Because that's what he did for me. This all is under the letter A, depends upon the and you ought to underline this again or circle, work of Christ. This is the work he did. Your salvation is his work, not your work. It's not all of your responses and how you did all that. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with it. This all has to do with the work of Christ. Letter G, this relationship is true. And you ought to underline these two words, every believer. It's true of every believer and visible only to God. You see, you can't see somebody else's spiritual birth. You can't see my spiritual birth. Only God. And this is why we was covering this in our Sunday school class this morning in the book of Timothy in chapter 2. Where it says that Hymenus and Philetus had overthrown the faith of some of God's people. And the Lord says, but nevertheless, nevertheless, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. Well, what if you trust Christ as your Savior today and then... Tomorrow, the next day, or next week, or next month, or next year, you don't believe any of it anymore. Well, are you still saved? Or are you lost? You're still saved because your faith has been overthrown because the tempter got at you and your faith hasn't grown and now you have shipwrecked faith. So are you still saved? Yes. And he says, nevertheless, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. It cannot be changed. That is your position in Christ when you trust the Lord as your Savior. Now, look at letter B. This depends upon the walk of man, the walk of the Christian man. Because all of this is talking about the believer's standing and state, not the lost man. So this depends upon the walk of man. That is your condition. And condition changes from day to day. 
There's various things that are happening in your life. Uh, the condition of our church today is a little bit different than it was last Sunday. There were different people here last week than are not here today. Tonight will be just a little bit different. Everybody who preaches that's going to be speaking while I'm going to be gone, it's a different situation in every case. Every ranch meeting is different. We don't do everything exactly, 100% exactly the same way. Because things change because it's involving us in this life and things in this world is temporal and it changes. And so you may be very healthy today and be on your deathbed tomorrow or gone completely. And your communion that you have with the Lord is different than the union that you have in your position in Christ. When you trusted Christ as your Savior, this union can never be broken. But as a Christian, my communion with Christ can be. That is the, the fellowship that I have with the Lord that is based upon my communion with the Lord. And the communion where you commune with each other. I talk to him and he talks to me. And this talking back and forth between me and God is what affects my walk in the Lord. And if you don't have the communion between you and the Lord, you're not going to have the walk that you ought to have with the Lord. If you don't have the walk you ought to have with the Lord, you're not going to have the fellowship that you should have with the Lord. Fellowship is two guys in a ship. Fellowship is two walk together. And how can they be agreed if, if in other words, it says, uh, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? So you've got people walking with the Lord means you're walking in agreement with God. And this walking in agreement with God is because you're talking in agreement with God. So your communion that you have affects your walk with the Lord. And your walk with the Lord is what affects your fellowship with the Lord. Well, what happens when sin enters the picture of all of this? So number one, look there at letter A. They relate to the believer's walk where? On earth. So now we're talking about not our position that we have with Christ in heaven before God as his child. That can never be changed. So what we're looking at now is everything that can be changed. Things that fluctuate. And the believer's walk upon the earth can fluctuate. Today you may be walking close to the Lord and tomorrow you not be walking close to the Lord. Letter B. They are temporal and constantly changing. And that's why it's so important that you do the things every day to keep yourself strong in the Lord. If you don't, you won't stay strong. If you don't stay strong, you're not going to have the strength that you need to take that old devil, the tempter, that wants to destroy you and keep standing. And the Bible says, having done all to stand. Look what it says. I have it here. Number three. Uh, letter C. They are understood by the concepts of spirituality and or carnality. All right, look up here at me. I'm a child of God. I'm going to heaven whenever I die. All right, that will never be changed. But what can be changed is because I have a, a flesh birth, I can be carnal. Because I have a spiritual birth, I can be spiritual. Because I got both kinds, right? So if I follow the flesh, I will be fleshly minded and I'll bring forth the works of the flesh. But if I am spiritually minded, then I can bring forth the fruit of the Spirit. So I am an individual with two choices and I can go either way. And God says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. So in my life, as I live, I'm either going to be a carnal Christian or a spiritual Christian. Carnally minded, where you mind the flesh. Spiritually minded, you mind the spirit. So you're always battling who are you going to mind. The lust of the flesh is telling you what to do. And the 
the Spirit is telling you what to do, and you've got to make a decision, and it's going to be your choice. And you don't always make the right decision. As you hear about a lot of people today talking about, uh, we have the fortunate and the unfortunates, the fortunate and the unfortunates. Well, I think it's a shame that there's a lot of homeless people and a lot of people who are very poor and don't have anything at all. But remember this, a lot of time it's not because of who was fortunate and who was unfortunate. It was because those unfortunates made some bad decisions and the fortunates happened to make some good decisions. Some people are poor because they chose to be poor because they made poor decisions. Some people are rich today because they made some decisions on how to make money. And they discipline themselves and they just happen to be fortunate. No. They made some good decisions. You, as a child of God, you're going to live in the same world just like all the other Christians do. And you're going to be tested just like everybody else is. And you're going to have troubles and tribulations just like everybody, all the other Christians are. No different between all of you. And some of you are going to make some good decisions and some of you are not. And some of you are going to be less fortunate uh, because you're going to be so poor spiritually because you will not do what God says to do. You're going to be a carnal Christian. Some of you are going to be a strong spiritual Christian because you'll do what God says do. But it's because of choices that you make. The next thing I want you to look at. In letter D, they are necessary for all your growth and service. You will not grow strong if you do not understand this clearly. That your position in Christ, once you're saved, you're what? Always saved. That never changes. That's your position that you have in the Lord. And the union that you have with Him, you have eternal life. That'll never stop. That'll never change. But see, that's our position in Christ in the heavenlies. But we're not in heaven. We're, we're down here. Now, I'm still, still His child and all that's true. But right now, i got to live in this nasty here and now. So we're going to make decisions. we got choices to make. And they are very important for our growth as a Christian and our service as a Christian. Remember I made the statement last week? I am not a TV set trying to produce couch potatoes. I am a preacher trying to produce servants. And if you don't want to serve the Lord, you're not going to be happy. Not here you won't. But if you want to be a servant, then I'll teach you how to serve. But that's my goal, is to get everybody busy doing something for the Lord. Not just to sit and look pretty. That's a waste of your time and my time. But look what it says. Down here at letter E, this relationship affects our mind, emotion, and body. Did you know the condition sometimes of you physically is because of how you're standing spiritually? Is it possible that God can make you weak, sick, and maybe even take you home before your time? Yes, He can. Doesn't mean that everybody gets sick is because of sin in their life. No, the, the friends of Job, you know, there were three of them, and they have really gotten married and had a lot of kids, and there's, so there's a lot of them around anymore. But keep this in mind, your mind can change every moment of the day. And you can be happy right now and somebody can come up and say something to you and you can be teed off and next thing you know you want to kill somebody. Your mind, your will, your emotions, all of that can change so quickly with, based upon the condition of things that are around you. And your body, it doesn't last also and it can change. Like I said, healthy one minute and sick the next minute. Now look at the next one because this is so important. F and G, very, 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 very important. Unconfessed sin breaks our communion. In other words, you're talking between you and the Lord. We call this communicating, right? They say that the key between a husband and a wife is they've got to learn to talk to each other, communicate. 
And so if people can talk to each other, we say there's a beginning there. And so this communication that you have between you and the Lord, uh, nobody can make you have a close communion with the Lord. It can be as good and as real and as dynamic and as powerful as you want it to be. Like me and Betty one day was driving down the road, and I'll never forget this. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and rolling, rolling down, <clears throat> and I'm driving my car, and uh, she says, can't you drive with one arm? <laughs> this is before we were married. She said, can't you drive with one arm? I said, well, sure. And I rolled down and went to take up my arm. I, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't think. You know, she wanted me to put my arm on, but I, I didn't think. And um, what that cost me. Years later, I'm driving down the road, and she's sitting over there, you know, by the window, and she says, <clears throat> She said, you remember how we used to sit real close together like this? I, I said, yes, dear. I said, but I didn't move. I, I, didn't, I didn't move. I'm, I'm still sitting right here behind the wheel. One time this guy is driving his car, and this good-looking girl drives up alongside him in there in this sports car. She looks over him. She gives him a great big old smile. He said, hey, honey, did, did you see that? You see, she gave me a big smile. Said, that ain't nothing. First time I saw you, I laughed out loud. So, you know, the, the wife has always got one up on you. She always gets one up on you. But when you're talking about communicating, this is the step to having a good walk with the Lord. And sin is what keeps you from talking to the Lord. Uh, have you ever heard this statement? Sin will keep you from the Bible, or the Bible will keep you from sin. And so when sin enters the picture and you become rebellious or disobedient to the Lord and you stop talking to God, how do you stop talking to God? You stop praying. And, and see, God talks to you through his word. And so if you don't read the word and you don't pray, then you're not communicating. You don't have any communion. And if you don't have a communion, see, then your walk that you have is out of habit uh, but it may not be real. And so you won't have love and you won't have joy. You won't enjoy. It becomes a duty. You're doing it because you know you're supposed to do it, but there's no real communication there. So he makes a statement. Broken communion breaks our walk. Broken walks breaks our fellowship. Because that means that you cannot walk together with the Lord in close communion and sweet fellowship because sin enters the picture. So now look at letter G. Confession of our sins, forgive us of our sins. A lot of people say, well, if you confess your sin, then you're restored to fellowship. That, 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 that's not true. Confessing your sin, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, forgives us of our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It didn't say anything about restoring the fellowship. It affects it because it's the basis upon which we can have communion with God. Sin breaks this uh, uh, the communion that we have. So number two, our communion with God restores our walk. Our walk with God restores our fellowship. And so that's why there's some people who are walking and doing the thing that God wants them to do, but they don't have the sweet communion that they need between them and God, and therefore they don't enjoy their, their walk. The walk is their service. You're doing the things you're supposed to do, but you don't, you don't even really enjoy it as much because, you see, you're, you don't have anything sweet between you and God. That's, that's the, the communion that you have to have. And if you leave that out and you simply obey some rules and regulate, you go to church, you, 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 you sing, or you, uh, uh, you uh, uh, work in the, uh, in the choir, or you can uh, help in ranch, or you can... Uh, all these things that we can do, 
It's, it's, it's a job. But there's something missing between you and God. And this communion that you have between... See, this is why your faith in the Lord... He's always talking about your faith. Your faith. Your, how are you doing? Not how's everything else. No, no. How are you doing? Are you growing in the Lord? Are you strong in the Lord? And the last statement here. Note, confession of our sins in and of itself does not restore fellowship. If the walk is not restored, then the fellowship is not restored. Because you've got to start with the communion. You've got to start with talking to God. And that's why he says, if we confess our sins to God, that's as you're talking to God. And when you confess the sin and you start talking to God, now that's the basis for your walk. And your walk is the basis for your fellowship that you have with a lot. So that you have the walk and the talk. You've got to have both of them. Not just the walk with God, but the walk and the talk with God. So important. Uh, letter H, the key is to walk on earth in light of your position in heaven. You see, your position in heaven, that never changes. You're always his child. Now live like you're always his child. He, the Holy Spirit, indwells you. Live like you know the Holy Spirit indwells you. And that would change your life. It can help you tremendously. And just to give you an idea of how you can see the difference, look there in 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3, there in your notes. And I, brethren, see, that's your position you have in Christ. That'll never change. Could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. You see, that's your condition. Should they have been spiritual? Yes, they should. But they were not spiritual. They were what? Carnal. That's their, that's their state. Not their standing. Your standing in Christ never changes. But the state can change. He says, but as unto carnal. That's your condition. Even as unto babes. That's your condition. So you see, uh, not being spiritual. Being carnal. Babes. In Christ, that's your position. You see, some things, they, they, that don't change. But you being a babe, that should change. God doesn't want you to be a babe in Christ all your life. He wants you to grow and be a mature child of God. But see, these are decisions that you make. He says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able. So, see, we're talking about uh, they're not strong enough to take this or that. And they, they need milk instead of having the meat. All these things, see, that's based upon their, their walk with God. And these are things that changes all the time. But you see, it depends upon how close you want to be with the Lord. Look at the last verse. For ye are yet carnal. That's your condition. Can you be a child of God and know you have eternal life and go to heaven when you die? And that will never change. That's true. And yet you're here in this world, and you're in this church, and you're sitting here right now. Can you be a fleshly, carnal-minded Christian? Yes, you can. Now, is that the will of God? No. God wants us to grow and to be strong. But see, those are choices that we make. So he says, for you're yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal? Look up here. Carnal, fleshly mind. This is the works of the flesh. Can a Christian bring forth the works of the flesh? Yes. Can I? Yes. Every Christian can. But this never affects my position in Christ. I am his child, born into his family. I will always be. That will never be changed. But I'm living in a changing world. I am in a world where I can grow as a child of God into a man of God based upon my own desire. What do I want? How strong do I want to be? How many of God's blessings do I want? Or how do I want to be blessed when I get to heaven and the rewards and all that? See, all that is based upon my walk with God. 
See, that's why in letter B, depends upon the walk of man. It's your walk. But the walk is dependent upon the communion that you have. And if you're not close to the Lord and you have a sweet communion with the Lord, you see, all the trials and tribulations are going to pull you. I mean, you're going to go down. You ain't going to be able to stand. It's too much. I just can't bear it. It's the last straw, blah, 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 all that stuff. That's because you're not close to the Lord. Nobody can make you close to God. Nobody can make Him real in your life. And coming to church and reading the Bible and all things, they can help feed this union and for the communion. But it, it's not going to take and do the job for you. You see, that should be the results of that close walk that you have with the Lord. And nobody can do that for you. Anyway, the last part of it says, are ye not carnal? Oh, that's their condition. It doesn't affect their position that they have in Christ. But it is a condition that it changes from moment to moment. I have seen a lot of changes in growth in some of the teenagers that come to church on Sunday morning, Sunday nights, and Wednesday night. I, didn't ha I haven't hollered at one of them yet this morning. That's different, ain't it? And uh, some of them are really doing a fantastic job. And they're working like crazy. And they're bringing kids out. And some of them are winning people to the Lord. And they're studying the Bible. And they're getting into classes. And uh, Gina, how many girls do you have in here this morning? She had a good bunch. I mean, she's, she's trying to teach these little girls to be little ladies like her. Y'all pray for Gina. All right, look up here. This is you and me. This is sin. We're all sinners. But God loves us, but he hates our sin. He loves us, but he hates our sin. And for us to go to heaven, we have to be perfect. No sin. But we have sin. And God says for us to pay for it is death in hell. And so God loves us. And he wants to have us, us to have eternal life. Now this hand represents Jesus Christ. He's the Lord. He came into the world because he loves us. He hates our sin because it separates us from him. So Christ took the sin, paid for it on the cross, came back from the dead and said if we would believe that he did it for us, he would save us. Save us from hell. Give us eternal life. This payment for all of our sins is put to our account. I am now placed in Christ. I'm going to heaven because of what he did for me. When I believe that, that position that I now have as a child of God for all eternity can never be changed. It's permanent. But now, as my walk in this life, boy, you may live like a Christian and you may not live like a Christian. But it's going to affect the hand of God upon you, whether he blesses you or chastens you, or whether it takes you home before your time. It's going to affect all eternity because your future has been determined by your obedience to God today. So it is important that every believer understand what is the condition of your faith. Are you growing in the Lord? Are you growing? Nobody can answer that but you. And it's based upon the communion that you have between you and your Heavenly Father. Do you talk to Him and do you allow Him to talk to you? And if you keep that strong, see then whenever trials and tribulations and all these afflictions come, and they do. And the tempter, he comes, he does. But you can stand strong, keep doing what's right. Let's pray, shall we?